this is a story all about how when life in high school goes up and down, it'll take 20 minutes to sit right there. We'll tell you some fun facts and education on self-care. In Western Anna at CUNY High, in the SSOs where I spend most of my time. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and talking to students instead of the school. When a couple of students who were trying to be cool wondered what was happening in the episode. Well, we want to give advice so you're not scared. So come and join the fun and we'll tell you what's out there. The Sammy and the Seeds, we know the deal. The topics and advice are so fresh and so real. If anything I could say, this podcast is rare. The stories, the people, you don't want to miss this, I swear. We hope all this is helpful and everyone will listen. Tell all your friends and family we're on a mission. You know where we are. Remember our tune. We're in the SSO. Come visit us soon. Welcome back to Coffee with the Counselors. I'm Miss Jeeves. I'm here with Miss Amy. And this week we're going to talk about mindfulness. So if you have had a class with us or we've popped in on you, you probably know that we like to practice mindfulness and take a moment to be aware of things that are happening around us. And Miss Amy has actually done extensive training on mindfulness and today is going to share a little bit of insights with us about the ins and outs and the importance. And, you know, it doesn't always come supernatural, but the more you practice it, the easier that it becomes. So how's it going, Miss Amy? It's going good. I mean, I, I am curious as to what students really feel about mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, for some people, I think they like it and enjoy it because it can be relaxing. I think I've mentioned every class that we do mindfulness in, there's always one or two that don't lift their head and open their eyes because they're fast asleep. So it is relaxing. Um, but I know some people might have some reservations for it still. And, you know, it does take some self-awareness and vulnerability to be doing that in front of other people, um, but even on your own too. So one thing we always talk about in the beginning when we kind of introduce mindfulness is the purpose of it. And a lot of times it's just slowing ourselves down and getting into the present moment. Um, but I always think it's fascinating the neuroscience behind mindfulness and how, you know, there's so many brain functions that are happening mm -hmm. as we practice kind of slowing ourselves down, regulating our breath, kind of regulating our body, and then just bringing our attention to different things. Um, it really does kind of create new neurons and help us focus better and get into a more relaxed state. Do you have a favorite mindfulness exercise? Um, I think, you know, there's so many different types of mindfulness exercises that you can do. So at different times I've liked, I've liked different ones, but recently I've gotten into just more deep breathing. And one of the practices or exercises that I learned is kind of visualizing a calming place as you're just breathing and then inhaling 
the relaxing place and then exhaling the stress or different things that you might feel that are creating tension. Mm -hmm. So I found that to be really relaxing. I tried that maybe like a month ago, um, kind of regularly at night where I just like reflect on the day, try to get a little bit more relaxed and then kind of really exhale a lot of like stress or different negative thoughts that I was feeling. And it really was very relaxing and calming. And then after you do that, kind of searching for areas in your body that you might be holding the tension because, yeah, it's just kind of fascinating that we're not even aware that a place in our body could be hurting or uncomfortable or tense until you bring your attention there. And you're like, oh, yeah, actually, my shoulder is really tight right now. And then kind of like purposefully relaxing that area. It's also kind of fascinating too, mm-hmm. you know, that you can like, oh, you know, I think in general, if you think like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty relaxed right now, but if I had to really go like place by place within my body, I might be like, oh, I'm actually not really that relaxed right now. Mm-hmm. I've take, taken a yoga class before and at the end of the yoga class, they had, I don't remember, I'm not an avid like yogi or anything, but just trying new things. And I've like lit the last pose is a oh, corpse pose where you just lay there on the mat. And then the yoga instructor like says, like, it's kind of like a guided meditation um, where they like say a bunch of things and like feel the breath come into your body and then leave your body and then feel it relax your muscles or whatever. That's my favorite part of the whole yoga sequence is just <laughs> laying there on the mat and listening to them talk. Yeah. And they talk about, you know, like how you're a lot stronger than you think that you are. You're so much cap- more capable, like, you know, you're capable of so much more than you might think. Um, and I don't know, so like empowering in a way. Yeah. Um, so I think mindfulness is like built into different, parts of our lives where maybe we don't even like if you are an avid yoga goer maybe you don't know that that's like just being mindful of like your thoughts and like things that you're experiencing in that moment because really isn't it just paying attention yes and I think a lot of times we already have these kind of self I don't know what the word is but we have these ideas about ourselves that are kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. And even from a brain standpoint, we believe those things because we have also these neurons that have created pathways that continue to like keep us there too. And sometimes those things are not always negative or positive. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're negative things too. Like you can't do it, or I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. And one of the things at the training that I recently went to, they talked about is like not focusing on taking those negative thoughts away, but learning how to create new neurological pathways that um, strengthen positive thoughts and positive things about yourself too, you know? Mm -hmm. So just like a habit and, you know, that continues to create new pathways and those get strengthened if you continue to reflect on the positive aspects of yourself or focus on your strengths and continue to do that, there's benefit to that because then you will believe that more and more and not go to the thoughts that are more Mm self-deprecating. And those neurons 
kind of die out if you don't use them as much. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just interesting to think about how the brain functions and all of this as well, because we don't really think about working our brain out Mm -hmm. in the midst of it too. Yeah. And like just even the smallest break in the day to spend on mindfulness can be important and recenter you and like bring you back to like what's actually happening because especially when things get busy or you're anxiously awaiting a break or something big in your life is happening outside of school that you're like, you know, it's coming up and you're, you're excited about it. So maybe you're not able to focus on like what's going on in the moment, just taking a small break, even if it's like for like a minute, right. would be beneficial. And there's many things that you can do to kind of, um, like it doesn't have to be an elaborate exercise where you spend 15 minutes doing it. Like there's plenty of things that you could spend like in a minute or two at your desk where other people wouldn't even really know that you're trying to like bring yourself back, mm-hmm. but you have to use your own awareness to be like, okay, my mind keeps wandering. I really do need to like, you know, come back and be present in this moment that is happening right now. And, um, these are some things that I've learned that I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it, there's a connection to like, we've talked about impulse control before mm-hmm. and not just immediately grabbing your phone, mm-hmm. but also that tying in to learning how to be silent or to be bored. We've talked about as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think there is value to that because it's kind of just our natural reflex if we have nothing to do to like grab our phone or fill our mind with something immediately. And I know we've had lots of conversations before that we've lost the art of just like having normal conversations with people or even just or people that we don't know at the grocery store mm-hmm. or just taking the time to notice what's around us because we're always so distracted by other things too. And I noticed that about myself too, because I have this app called Marco Polo, mm-hmm. which is pretty much like a way that a lot of people that are not in town and I like friends can keep in touch because you just leave a message there and then they respond, whatever. So car rides used to be a time where I would just like have some time to think, even though I know I'm driving and I am a defensive driver, (laughs) but, um, but at least it would be some time to like have alone time. Mm -hmm. But after Marco Polo, I'm always like, just like, I'm not looking at my phone, but I am just talking and leaving messages, you know, as I ramble, as I'm driving. And uh, the other day I'm like, I'm always talking or using my phone Mm -hmm. like whether I'm walking standing driving you know and uh, I'm like this probably not the healthiest for me you know where at least I need one moment at some point where I'm not talking to anybody and I'm not you know Mm -hmm. I'm not distracting myself or feel like I have to have something to do so I think part of it is just like finding that time, like you said, it doesn't have to be a long time, but maybe just like a natural time when you're walking back from Kenny after gym or 
like after lunch, just before you start your afternoon classes, just like walking down the block or when you, I mean, I know the testing site isn't here anymore at NCSA, but when you walk to the union to get tested, like just noticing what's around you. Yeah, so a lot of times it's like in, when you're in transit mm -hmm. can be good times to like have a reflective moment. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not, maybe even just like when you're just sitting and you're purposefully doing mindfulness, I think mm -hmm. that there's lots of benefits to that. So sometimes like when I'm walking around or like sitting somewhere, I'll like observe like different things that people are wearing, right? Like uh, fashion mm -hmm. in a sense, not that I'm like super fashion forward, but I do like to notice like the different trends that have happened as we've had conversations before. So do you think that that's being mindful? Like, because I am paying attention to the current moment and I'm just noticing the people around me and the things that they're wearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that could be a mindful moment. Um, but I think you need to, there's a fine line between like making observations and just letting your brain wander to different thoughts about what you're observing mm -hmm. to like purposely being aware of what you're thinking and maybe even like judgments that you might be <laughs> having or neutral thoughts or even just thoughts that are coming into your mind. You know, I think if you're intentional about it, it could definitely be a mindful moment, mm -hmm. but the difference is sometimes when we're doing that, we're not really paying attention to what we're thinking. You know, we're just kind of people watching, which is fine too, you mm -hmm. know, but if you want to make it a mindful moment, being intentional about observing what you're thinking mm -hmm. would, would kind of transition it to a mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to make fashion watching a mindful moment? <laughs> Well, next time you go to a coffee shop, <laughs> do it mindfully and then report back of how yeah. that was. Yeah. I've taken a lot of nature walks around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like to run, but, you know, when I'm cooling down or something, that's when I can really pay attention. And there's just so many sounds that we're not really aware of, like, yesterday morning when I was running I heard these birds and they were so loud but very beautiful and they're like calling out to each other in different areas I think they were communicating somehow and I was like wow that's so pretty and uh, it was just like and I don't I guess I'm not mindful enough to know like do those kind of bird sounds happen in the winter too or is it because it's spring because it's very like it was rainy and like all the trees are budding now. And I felt like it was so appropriate that these birds would be chirping so loudly, but I'm like, I haven't really noticed mm -hmm. these kind of sounds other times when I'm not paying attention or even just like the wind or the, the sounds that the trees make as they're like kind of swaying. And there's so many different sounds that we just miss because we're not, paying attention or like when we were in the we are we did some testing the other day in uni gym and there was like the first time that the i mean i don't know what it even was but something made like a big like uh i don't know if it was like a fan or you know they're in like the back the radiator thing yeah uh -huh. loud sounds and then like 
it would kick off and then it'd kick back in later. So like the first time I was like, Oh, what is that? And then like afterwards, like, I was like, Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> like, it didn't make me even like look up, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. But that is what's fascinating about our brains is because if it's information that's not really necessary, then we learn how to filter that out, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're like, Oh, it's not gonna impede my safety or I don't really need it. So then your brain just filters that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so mindfulness is kind of like tuning it back in. Mm-hmm. So as we end today, do you want to lead us through a short mindfulness exercise? Like do you want to lead us through a short mindfulness exercise? Sure. Love to do that. Okay. So if you're listening Go ahead and get yourself in a comfortable position, whether you're in a chair or you're sitting on the ground and just have your feet on the floor, just kind of loosen your body. And I encourage people to close their eyes if they're able to do so, or um, look down. If you're driving while you're listening to this, I would not encourage you to close your eyes, but just kind of get relaxed. And just start by bringing your attention to your breath. You don't have to alter it in any way. Just kind of focus on your, the air as it goes in your nose and out your mouth. Pay attention to your chest as it rises and it falls. Notice your breath for a few seconds. I'm going to try a breathing exercise that I haven't done in any classes yet, but it's called three part breathing. And A lot of times when we're breathing, we are not really getting a lot of that good oxygen as deeply into our bodies as we can. So this is an exercise that kind of helps us pay attention to how we're breathing. And the three parts are our, like our collarbone, our chest and our stomach. So what we're gonna be doing is First, we fill up our stomach or our belly, our diaphragm. So it's not really your stomach, but your stomach area. You kind of fill that area up with with air. So kind of practice, feel how filling your diaphragm and then letting that air go feels as your belly kind of comes out and in, in your breath. Okay, now we're gonna move to our chest and notice how it feels when you fill your chest up. So your lungs kind of inhale, fill up with air and you feel your chest cavity kind of expanding. And you might even feel it in your back too, that whole midsection filling up with air and leaving as you exhale.
And lastly, it's the top area, your collarbone. So as you fill up your chest, if you go a little further, then your collarbone will kind of go up as well. And maybe even your shoulders too. So kind of feel how that feels. So what we're gonna do now is we are going to try to isolate these three areas and breathe, filling up one section at a time, get to the top, pause, and then exhale all the air one section at a time. So first you'll go from your diaphragm, fill that up first, then your chest, fill that up, all the way to the very top when your collarbone goes up, and then you pause, and then you breathe out, so your collar, then your chest, and then your diaphragm, stomach area goes in. <clears throat> so let's try that. Fill up your diaphragm, chest, and collarbone, and pause, and then let that top area, exhale, chest, and diaphragm. Diaphragm, chest, collarbone, pause, and then let that go, collar, chest, diaphragm. And let all the air out. So you can practice that just maybe for a few seconds on your own, at your own pace. You don't have to go too fast either because sometimes I think breathing in a lot of oxygen and air can make you feel lightheaded too. So you don't want to go too fast, but it's just at your own pace and how you feel comfortable. Maybe we'll do one more three-part breath in and out. And now you can just Bring your breath to its normal, regular state. And when you're ready, you can bring your attention back and open your eyes. So that's just kind of a, you know, at the end of the day, I tried that at night too. And it's kind of nice just to like, get oxygen back into your body and uh, it's very relaxing too. So maybe if you're stressed or, you know, something difficult is coming up like a hard conversation or a project presentation or something like that, those kind of breaths can kind of get yourself in a relaxed state or maybe even before, like while you're in class, you can do that too, to help keep you relaxed until you do your presentation. So yeah, thanks, Miss Amy. That was amazing. I feel rested <laughs> <laughs> and ready for the day now. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your insights that you learned during your training. And I'm sure all the students here will be happy to experience a little, 
um, different exercises little by little as we continue to trickle into their classrooms. And hopefully when they're at home, they can practice some of these things to help relax them or implement them throughout their day. So until next time, have a mindful week, everyone. Bye.